Hello, Astros fans. The Astros crushed the Redbirds, and and Yanir Diaz makes a case, a grand slam case, for being on this roster. We're going to talk about how our 40-man roster and 26-man roster actually shapes out for this season. Let's talk about it on tonight's Locked on Astros. Alvarez, it's a high drive center field. Veerling's back. This game is turned upside down. There's the runner. Fly ball down the right field line. Tucker comes on. Kyle Tucker. This time they finish the job. Hello and welcome to Locked On Astros, your daily Astros podcast. Here are your hosts, Eric the Man Heisman and Brett H-Town Wheelhouse Chansey. Heisman. You can find me on Twitter at Eric Talk Strohs. Find the show at Locked On Astros, your team every day. Brett, where can they find you at? They can find me at HTM Wheelhouse on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. They can find me at Strohs411 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Always positive, always Strohs. All right. Before the show, uh, Brett was roasting me on a comment I was going to say about the former uh, football team in St. Louis. And now um, he's having Ledmus Diaz still with the Houston Astros. Uh, thank you for that, Brett. Uh, we all You're needed welcome. a great laugh um, on this day where the the Astros beat the Cardinals, what, 24 to one. That was a joke of a game. And uh, their ace, Jack Flaherty, it just he he was hitting batters. There's a almost a bench clearing incident in a mm-hmm. spring training game and a uh, homecoming game, so to speak. And we'll talk about what happened in this game a little bit more in a little bit. We're going to talk about uh 26 man roster situation. Like it's just awesome because um, opening day is right around the corner. And guys, if you want to be uh, a GM like Dana Brown is with Houston Astros, today's episode is brought to you by ultimate baseball GM. Ever dreamed of becoming a MLB GM and managing your own baseball franchise? Then this game is definitely for you. To download the game, just visit the ultimatebaseballgm.com or look it up on the App Store. Our listeners get 100% free bonus uh, boost to their franchise when they use the promo Locked On, all caps in the game. And guys, thank you for making Locked On Astros your first listen every day. And it was um, it's great to see our numbers going up in YouTube. Give us a big fat thumbs up while you're there and go and make us your first listen on your way to work, on your way home for work or at work on Apple, Odyssey, Spotify, wherever you're listening to podcasts. Check out the Locked On Astros podcast and opening week, opening day is just around the corner. And I'm so excited. We this is probably the first time in a while that we really don't know who's going to be on the uh, 26 man roster. We have in the past, we, in, especially with the roster they've had, we've had a very good idea, but there's several candidates this year and some of them are on the 40 man roster. Some of them are not. Yeah, that's right. And that's what we're going to talk about today because, you know, we, we have our obvious players, you know, Jordan, Alex, Jeremy, you know, Jose, Brian, I mean, all the all the regulars, but you you do have a couple spots when you get down into the 24, 25 and 26 spot, Um, you know, and Eric, just right off the bat, I have both um, Yanner Diaz and Corey Lee making this 26 man roster. I I think they carry three catchers. And here is why I I like both of them um, on the team, because you, you have you have Yanner Diaz, who he can. He can play left field and with 
you know, um, with Michael Brantley out the first at least 10 games, he has versatility. Today he had a grand slam, six RBIs, just had a crazy game. And he can fill in not only left field, he can DH, and he, he just swings a hot bat. But then you've got Lee, and you can't leave Lee off because Framber Valdez actually endorsed him this week and said, I like when he calls games. I'm getting comfortable with him behind the plate, plus Lee and I think Kevin and um, and Hunter Brown. I'm full of all kinds of baseball footballs. Um, I'm having all these flashbacks of, you know, Padres and Astros. Anyways, um, but Corey Lee, his arm is there. I think it's great for Framber. Framber trust him behind the plate and he is he is a good defensive catcher. So it makes sense, Eric, to have both these guys on this team, especially with the injuries we have. I think there's going to be a few more plate appearances available. So those two guys, it I don't think it's a is it a battle for backup? If it's a battle for backup, I think Corey Lee is your backup catcher. But I think um they're going to use Diaz more around the field as whether it be DH and um, left field. But then you have the last pitching spot who I think they say is between three pitchers. I think it's, I think to get it um, Belak, Martinez and Blanco. I think Martinez and Blanco make it. I think Belak goes to triple um, a. And then last but not least, the 26 spot is going to be garnered by, I think, one, Justin Dearden, or Corey Jolks. But what has to happen is they have to be added to the 40-man. And what that means is somebody has to come off the 40-man. Either you let someone go, a Bly Madris, a Ryland Brandon, or a Parker Mashinsky goes on the 60-day IL. They're not going to put Jose Altuve on the 60-day IL right now because what if he comes back in 50 days? If it gets close to the point, I think they're going to enact that, and I'll talk about that later. But, Eric, what do you think about this? Do you think that we could see a Dearden or Jolks come onto this 26-man roster last minute? Um, I think they could. I think, like, we heard Dusty Baker say that they have not made a decision. They're probably going to wait till the last minute, yeah. and they're going to carry these guys to play against uh, Sugarland Space Cowboys. And they're really going to see if one of these guys can just hit their way onto the club. I think Diaz, like you said, has made the, the club, especially with the, um, with Brantley not going to be on the opening day roster. But I think uh, you have J.J. Medjevic, you, you have um, Bly Madris. Uh, those are guys that are on the 40-man roster. They are left-handed. Dusty Baker didn't make a comment that said, you know, I've always been asking for a left-handed pitcher in the bullpen, and I've always been asking for a left-handed hitter off the bench. And so that would key that they want somebody who's a left-handed hitter. But So that would be um, Medjevic or uh, Madris. But same time, you can't ignore what these two have done. Uh, yeah. Jolks has been a, a kind of rising star the past two years. And Dusty Baker said that two years ago, nobody really knew who this kid was, but he's made an impression. And Darden, yes, he he didn't really do as good he did as people liked when he moved up to Triple A last year. And uh, Dana Brown doesn't seem too keen on like fast tracking him in his words. But at the same time, he's kind of forced his way on it. I believe he's, what, 11 for 33 this spring. 
with um, a whole bunch of doubles and uh, some home runs. Um, so I just think that he's done enough to make the team. Uh, so, and I, I think that the Astros are going to be played very safe with Jose Altuve. So no, I think that they will put him on six day, day IL. There's no need to rush him. Um, right. up. And so if it's really going to take him two months just to begin baseball activities, I mean, even if he comes back like w- within 50 days, he's not going to be able to come back in 10 days uh, after not playing baseball for two months. So I still think right. that they're going to put him on the 60 day IL just to maybe see what they have in Madrid or uh, Majevic or I mean, not um, Bannon in case they need. Bannon. I, just, I just don't think Bannon. I really don't think Bannon leapfrogs any of these guys in this group. No, I, mean, I, I didn't say that. I just think that they're going to keep them around just in well, case to keep them around. I think they, I think you, cause can't you let a guy go and then offer him like a minor league deal? My thing is with, with Jose Altuve, it's too early to put him on the 60 day, right? You don't want to pigeonhole him to a 60 day. Now, this is what you can do. If you see that he is going to be ready at, you know, such and such date, right? 30 days into this, you can put him on the 60 day retroactive, retroactivate that date and then that way you, you're not hamstrung to having him on there longer than you need to. I, too, think that it's going to take time. Someone asked me, and I literally said, I don't think he's back until the All-Star break. And that doesn't even bother me. What I want is a fully healthy Jose Altuve. And like you said, they're not going to rush it back. He is the heart and soul of this team. Right. And him coming back limping, quote unquote, with a bad thumb is not going to play well. So in the meantime, the Astros, yeah, thumbs down, right? The Astros do have, I I think they've got a wealth of talent. I know it's not Jose Altuve, and yes, it is a big blow. But Eric, you have a proven group of, of, of men that know how to hit the ball. I really think Jose Abreu is going to hit 25 to 30 home runs this year. Every time he's hit 25 home runs or more in his career, he's hit over 100 RBI. I think he's going to hit over 300 every time he does that. He hits in the 300s. I think he hits 300 plus. I think he hits 25 to 30 bombs. I think he gets 100 RBIs and he keeps that 311 with runners in scoring position. You've got all these other things to talk about. Jeremy Pena, is he going to be leadoff? Jeremy Pena said he feels comfortable in the leadoff spot. Is it going to be a mixture of him and somebody else and Kyle Tucker? Um, I said on the show the other day that I did solo, I would like Tucker and Pena to split that 50-50. I mean, why not? You can flip off those guys one and two. You would have your right, left, left, right. You see what I'm saying? And so at the end of the day, even without Tuve out, even with Lance McCullers on the shelf, even with Brantley not starting the first 10 days, I still like where this team is and the possibilities of up-and-coming stars making an impact. And I think Corey Jokes, the reason why he would make it over Dearden is you give Dearden every day at bats to figure it out at AAA before you bring him up. You bring Corey Jokes up because for two years in AAA, he has proven himself. Last year, 30 home runs, 31 stolen bases. This guy's ready for the big leagues, and he's 27. So I think that might give him the opportunity, but they also like Dearden's confidence, I think, better than Jokes' confidence. So what route are they going to take? We don't know. We don't have a crystal ball. 
Yeah. And I think the only people that know are going to be Dusty Baker and Dana Brown and they're going right. to, they met before Sunday's game and they're probably going to meet before Monday's game and Tuesday's game. And they're just going to put together all the different combinations until they find a combination that they want for opening day. Because once you add a player to the 40 man roster, you're starting their, their clock. And so uh, if you want to be a GM, Let's talk about Ultimate uh, GM. Yeah, definitely. So Pro Baseball GM is the coolest game that I've played in a long time. I've always thought I could be a Major League GM. Well, it turns out <laughs> it's not so easy. I think others out there think they can. But look, this game helps you take the real world, put it into a fantasy scenario, but with real teams. Like I have my AAA team and I have the Houston Astros. I renamed my stadium Minute Maid Park. You can hire the right coaches and staff. You can manage team finances, scouting and drafting players, manage through difficult personalities and injuries, navigate through the franchise, through free agency, ups and downs of the season. And I can tell you from experience, you don't want to just spend the owner's money and spend, 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 because if you spend too much, you get in too much debt, they let you go. So all this is challenging, realistic game. Ultimate Baseball GM is completely free and playable offline. You can play it on the go and as you want to. I've been having a blast doing it. We've been kind of competing as locked on hosts with one another. And I think for the first time, I had a club that lasted four seasons. and ended up getting fired this last year because I spent too much money. But before that, we went to the ALCS two years in a row to the World Series, one of those, and we lost it. But look, Locked On Astros listeners, you will get 100% free boost to your franchise when using the promo code Locked On in the game store. So make sure you check it out. To download the game, just visit ProBaseballGM.com, scan the code, or look it up in your app stores. That's ProBaseballGM.com, Ultimate Baseball GM. Start your dynasty today. All righty. So if you're looking at what Corey Jolks has done this spring, he's got two home runs, 12 RBIs. He's batting 275 with 868 OPS. Uh, he's only he's actually got the most RBIs on the team. The next person that uh, is close to him is Abreu, Jose Abreu with 11 home runs, two RBI. Sorry. 11 RBIs, two home runs. I was like, He's whoa, batting he 11 home runs. 292. Shush. <laughs> uh, with a 910 OPS. Uh, but Dearden He's batting 324 with a 1043 OPS, two home runs, four RBIs. He's got four doubles. He's got 11 hits, like I said earlier, scored nine times. And he's just making great plays in outfield. He's making great diving catches, making great throws. He's just showing that he's got it all. And Dusty Baker said that this guy is just, uh, he, he can do it all. And so they just have to really just decide do, uh, who they want. Do they want a left-handed hitter? Do they want? Uh, do they want the right-handed hitter? What do they? Who they do want? So, and Baker said neither one of them's on the forty-man roster, which hurts their chances. But you can bang your way on a roster too, and um, they both bang their way onto the roster. No pun intended. <laughs> yeah, interesting choice of words, Dusty. Yeah, so um, Dusty Baker said that he he likes some jokes. He wasn't even on the radar two years ago. I think I said that and earlier. And it's just amazing what these guys like. Uh, I know we're, we're talking about um, the roster, but it's amazing what the Astros did today. They had 20 hits, <laughs> 24 RBIs. They scored nine runs in the eighth inning, nine runs. That. And then two runs in the seventh, five runs in the fifth, two runs in the second, and then three runs in the first. 
And you had Jolks. Uh, he was kind of one of the heroes of the day. He was two for three with, um, he had a home run and two RBIs. He had a walk. Then you had also Pena, who was leading off. We're going to talk about that in a second. Will Wagner had a big uh, double, I believe. Yainer yeah. Diaz had that grand slam. He was three for three with six RBIs. And then you also had Dearden coming. He had a double. Then he also had a, a later on, he scored another, I think, he scored. He drew, drove in the twenty second run at the time, or twenty third. Wow. I lost yeah. track. But, yeah, twenty second um, run. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's just crazy. But you even well, had Bannon have a good day. So everybody was just crushing the ball today. I think what we need to glean from this is that the Houston Astros are going to average fifteen runs a game because of their last spring training game. Isn't that how we're supposed to judge spring training? Like whatever happens in spring training is definitely going to happen in the season, right? No, I'm kidding. But it was great to see them plummel the the Cardinals. I mean, they absolutely annihilated the pitching. It's almost like where was the mercy rule? All these rule changes, I mean, this probably hit the sensitive bone of Rob Manfred's body, and I'm sure he was like, oh, no, those poor Cardinals. What's going on? Eric, I talked about this on the on the last show I did when I was solo. But have you seen this celebrity propaganda for pumping up the new rules with Brian Cranston and Sebastian Meniscalso? Have you seen these? Uh, I think I saw one with Cranston the other day. Yeah, I was like, what is this? What I was like, oh, look, Cranston has a new movie out. Nope, it's baseball propaganda. Oh, look, Sebastian Meniscalso is like doing an Ozempic commercial. Nope. It's propaganda from baseball. And then they have the players doing these videos as well. So the league is trying to coax us and brainwash us to be, you're okay with the rule changes while they're scrambling going, well, you know, it's not really perfect. So we're going to kind of mess with that a little bit. We're going to tinker with it because now we don't want our catchers having to sprint from third base into the dugout just to get ready. But I don't know. I just I just had to mention that because I wanted to know if you saw that. I, I just thought it was interesting. And do we know how, how long did this game go today with the with the uh, 24 runs? I was looking for the time of the game. Um, let me see if I can find it in the box score. Um, it, it, it just says first pitch was 11.05. Do you have a game time today? Uh, three hours and nine minutes. Oh, oh, hold on. Hold on. Hold the phone. We had a game last three hours. Well, it was 24 runs, Eric, dude. This is exactly And they why took out Flaherty and brought him back in. <laughs> Rob Manfred, I am, I am emailing the commissioner's office tonight. This is absurd. I cannot believe that people enjoyed a three-hour baseball game. I mean, isn't, isn't, that, the whole, isn't that the whole thing? Like, yeah. I keep being told, I hate long baseball games. I'm tired of three-hour baseball games. Well, you know what? You got one today. And if you enjoyed this 20, 24 run output, shame on you because this was a three hour and six minute game. Do you, do you see the, the, just the irony and the double standard here? Like it doesn't make any sense. I want my long baseball games back. I'm sorry. I hate the pitch clock. I think it's absurd. If pitchers get injured and injuries go up, that's going to be even worse. And someone said they they saw that pitcher injuries were up seven or injuries are up seventeen percent with this new rule. And I don't know how they gauge that. Maybe they're just throwing spaghetti at the wall. But Eric, three hours and six minutes. I'm just. I really hope Rob Manfred doesn't find out how long it went because this totally 
goes against the narrative of shortened games. All right. So uh, let's go and address Jeremy Pena. I know we kind of talked about maybe Kyle Tucker should have been the leadoff hitter, but it seems like, well, he didn't come out and say it, but I think Jeremy Pena, based on the the past the lineups for the past three right. or four games, that Pena is going to be the leadoff hitter. This is what Baker said. He said he gives us some speed, gives us some power. He might get a few more pitches to hit in front of whoever's batting second. That's a big hole vacated by Altuve. So if you're looking at somebody like Pena, he is a very aggressive swinger. He also get, is a good fastball hitter. So uh, when you're looking at a um, leadoff hitter, they're going to see a lot of fastballs at the beginning of the game because they won the throw strike. So I think if you're going to put a fastball hitter there, I think that would be a perfect spot. So um, I think that this is a good spot for him. And I th- it depends on really who they're going to bat second in the lineup because we know Brantley's not going to be there. So there could be a case for, well, why don't you just go ahead and put Tucker there? I really, Eric, I really want Tucker hitting, hitting, hitting in the top of this lineup. I, I don't, I don't want him hitting fifth or sixth anymore. You know, Jose Abreu, former MVP is older. He, he can handle the protection that's down there or that is above him. I, I mean, but then again, Eric hitting fifth or sixth in this lineup is, it's, it, it's not like we're, we are relegating you to Fayetteville, right? I, I mean, this is an all-star lineup, even without Altuve in it. It's going to be one of the best lineups in baseball. Right. It, they just have to deliver. Yes, Jose Altuve does offer a lot of stuff that somebody else doesn't. But Jeremy Pena said during the game, because they asked him, you know, what does this do to y'all? He said, look, it's a big blow, but we've got to keep moving forward. And he's going to be here. He's not gone. He just won't be on the field. And so we just have to do what we can to replace that. And he said, I feel comfortable in this spot. He feels comfortable as the leadoff hitter. So why not give this kid a chance? And they asked him, what did you do in this off season? What did you work on? Cause last year you made that adjustment going into the postseason. Um, you know, he was asked by Jeff Blum and he said, I just built on what we had last year. So I didn't try to change anything but I just took what I did last year and we built on that. And I just thought that was such a great thing for, for a young player to say um, a rookie. And so Pena leading off Tucker leading off hell Bregman leading off. I don't care. I just think this lineup one through six is unstoppable. Now I want to throw you a little bit of curveball, Eric. And I want to ask you this. If Martin Maldonado is not hitting his weight, like if he's hitting like 120, right? 130 and Corey Lee and or Yonder Diaz is just doing really well at the plate. Let's say they're hitting at least 250. Right. Do you think you see Martin Maldonado halfway through the season? It changed where he becomes the backup and these other guys step up because I I've seen some people pontificate this and offer this as a possibility mid season. What do you think about that? Um, I'm going to go ahead and say what Martin Maldonado said. They don't pay him to hit. He's there for his defense. Okay. He's there for his um, calling the game and pitchers love throwing to him. So would he maybe lose a few starts here or there? Maybe, but I don't think that they'll all of a sudden make Corey Lee. I mean, he's a great defender and he, he's definitely made the team as the backup catcher, not DS. But um, I think that this is Malnado's team until he's no longer under contract as long as Dusty Baker is doing this. And that's just like um, going to Willow House's uh, house and not seeing a box of Bilt Bar on, on the 
counter. So uh, this episode is brought to you by Built Bar. That's right. Built Bars. They are the most amazing bar on the planet. I'm telling you, Built March Madness is here. If you've been watching, dude, if your bracket is busted, join the crowd. Look, no offense. Sorry, Longhorns fans. I was pulling for Miami. That is just a school that I've always pulled for football wise. And I kind of pulled for them tonight, but I really thought the Longhorns had it. But if you want to pick your favorite bar, like the churro puff, like me, you can go vote for your, um, for your favorite built bar. It's builtmarchmadness.com, And you can get to voting. If you have voted for your team to make the final four and they're there, congratulations. Maybe you need to go over to built bar and do that. If you win, um, if you get, to be one of the 50 lucky locked on listeners, you'll get a free box of built. And out of those 51 of those, we'll get a 12 month subscription to built to have built's best bars or puffs delivered monthly straight to your door. You got to try built built is the best protein bar ever. Seriously. They're so amazing. You won't think they're good for you. What makes built bars and puffs so good. They're high in protein, low in sugar and covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right. Real chocolate. Run to BuiltMarchMadness.com right now to vote for your favorite bar or puff and pick up a box while you're there. You can vote every day in March, so hop in and support your pick. All right, so yes, uh, we have some good news about Hunter Brown. He actually threw, uh, I think he threw about 25 pitches. Everything feels fine. Everything feels good. So um, this is good news for Astros fans. It's good news for Dusty Baker. It's good news for Dana Brown. It's not good for Brandon Belak because that means he's going to be likely going down to AAA uh, with the Space Cowboys. But I'm excited about the next two days. We're going to be going to watch some Astros versus Space Cowboys. And it's going to be interesting to see um, the, who's pitching against us because these are guys that we're going to hope to like help us in the future. Like tomorrow's game, it's going to be Blanco for the Astros versus Ty France for the Space Ooh. Cowboys. And then Tuesday, it's going to be Luis Garcia versus Mr. Forrest Whitley. So nice. it, this is going to be like, okay, you want to do good, but at the same time, do you want to crush Forrest Whitley and make <laughs> him give him this mental block where he, he pitches at Minute Maid Park and then all of a sudden – <laughs> He just can't pitch anymore. So it's like, okay, uh, maybe Dusty Baker is like, hey, guys, just just let him get a couple strikeouts. Take it, take it easy on the kid. <laughs> He's had it rough. Take it easy on the kid. Oh, my gosh, I didn't think about that. You know what's funny, Eric, is I was looking on what did I say? say again. What did I say? JP France? Oh, no. Oh, you know, I, I think you said Ty France. Oh, yeah, J.P. France. Sorry, not Ty oh, France. Oh, you know, guys, you didn't know Ty France signed a minor league deal with the Houston <laughs> Astros. You heard it here first on Locked on Astros. Look, man, there's a lot of names to throw around to get used to here. But what's funny is I was I was looking at the uh, depth chart on fan graphs, and they have Forrest Whitley with the first initial C, C Whitley. And I'm like, does he have a different name? And I couldn't find a different name. But anyways, I didn't even think about that. So listen, Eric and I are going to be there. We're going to be there at Constellation Field. We're going to be at the game at Minute Maid Park. And we're going to be at opening day. So if you are there, send us a message or um, say something to us on Twitter. We'd love to uh, say hi, get a picture. Um, and we appreciate you listening to our show. I, I think these are going to be a fun two games. I think especially for those, because there are a lot of people, Eric, that go to um, Sugarland Space Cowboy games that don't really make it out to Minute Maid Park right. a whole lot. Um, 
Mr. Rashad is asking, when did we trade for Ty France and did he become a – yes, Ty France is now a pitcher in AAA Space yeah. Cowboys. We're going to try to call him up. Um, he's going to be one of the late-season call-ups. Him and Forrest Whitley are going to win a World Series for us. No, not Paris, France. Paris, Texas. Just like we have a Ledmus Diaz on our team now as well. Yeah, I mean, come on. I mean, get it, <laughs> get an RV and start exploring. Go to Paris, Texas like that guy on TV. Anyways, um, look, Eric, this week is a ton of baseball. Three baseball games in one week for me. I'm so stoked. And I've actually got someone going to the stadium Sunday. I don't know if you are. I didn't want to hit you up with it because I figured you'd be busy, but I've got someone grabbing me an extra Pena ring because I can't be there. I've got basketball with Wheelhouse Jr., so I won't get to be there for the ring, the Jeremy Pena ring, but there's some cool giveaways. I mean, so excited. This is a great week. Tuesday, Tuesday and Wednesday. I think Tuesday the audio comes out. Wednesday the video comes out of the AL West preview. And let me tell you, dude, these AOS guys come at us hard, and I don't. I give them a lot of pushback, and I talk a little bit of smack on there, so you guys will want to watch that on Wednesday night. All right, so the Astros have eight players on Baseball America's top uh, 100 MLB players. Alvarez is number nine. Altuve, before the injury, is number 38. Valdez is number 40. Tucker is 51. I think that's a little low, but uh, Bregman is 56. Abreu is 62. That's Jose Abreu. And then you have Christian Javier at 66. And then you have Jeremy Pena at 96. So I think that it's great to have uh, that many players there, but I think Pena is a little bit low. And I think that Kyle Tucker is a little bit way too low in that situation. But uh, You you have to look at all the other players that are not Astros in that list. And I think some of that, unless you have like a line of stats that you are comparing, I mean, is this opinion? Are they taking certain stats? And if they're taking certain stats, those numbers are going to are going to jump up and down. Right. As you go through, you know, OPS, OPS plus war, all that stuff, B war, F war, all that stuff. And and so at the end of the day, people people love to talk about that stuff. Um, Look, the players don't care too much about that but one thing that i've seen and maybe we need to touch on this at some point because i'm just not very well versed in it is mlb the show has given some pretty low grades to some astros players i think Framber valdez is at like an 86 and um kyle tucker's at like a 91 like there's some pretty low grades that you think guys would be around 95 to 99 grade um in mlb the show and maybe sometime we can talk about that we'll talk to some other hosts in our network. Uh oh, do we have breaking news? <laughs> the best production. Unfortunately, Astros fans, talks between the Astros and Kyle Tucker and Farmer Valdez have come to a pause, according to Dana Brown. Not going to say that they can't open up at some point, the GM says, uh, during the middle or end of the season. I would say right now it's on pause. We didn't get anything done, obviously. And when uh, asked how deep did they get into discussion, the talks continued all the way up to the end. And I'm just not going to disclose how close we got. We were in deep conversations. I'll put it Mm. that way. Okay, look. Can I – and I mean this with all due respect. I'm not trying to throw shade at the Astros. But when have they been fully transparent on who they talk to? 
Remember they said they talked to Yuli, and Yuli said they didn't talk to me. Oh, he's going to make the Marlins opening day roster. I know. Oh, of course he is. You don't you don't sign a former Gold Glove and batting champion and put him in the minor leagues. You put him on your team. You're the Florida Marlins. You're not ex- you're not going to win the East, but maybe you can catch lightning in a bottle when Yuli has one of his better years offensively, and he helps you and he helps you beat up these teams in the East that are going to absolutely wreck the Marlins because they're so good. Um, heck, the Phillies are dealing with their own season-ending injury with Reese Hoskins, the non-contact injury going back on a ground ball. So, you know, everybody's vulnerable at some point. But, like, did they really have these discussions? Because, Eric, I'm sorry, it seems like almost every time the Astros tell me they've talked to somebody, it comes out they didn't really talk to somebody. So, yeah. I mean, look, just be honest with me. Don't, you know, don't, I don't know. Don't like serve me something. Don't, I don't know. There's I want to no use time. an analogy, but I don't want to be crass. Look, just be honest with me. And if if you did talk to him, look, I don't care if you talk to him a lot or a little. The bottom line is you didn't get an extension done. So what does that mean for Framber Valdez down the road? I think they were less likely to sign him with a long deal because he is 28 going on 29. But Framber Valdez is the kind of guy that I think would stay here on a more team-friendly deal with all the other things we have going on. Kyle Tucker, I think, is your number one focus for anything going forward. I don't even think Bregman or Altuve are priorities over Tucker because I think Altuve stays. I think Bregman is an easy get, an easy pull. But Framber may be a little tougher. Um, Actually, Framber may be easier than Tucker, but Tucker should be your number one priority going into next offseason. Tucker would probably be the hardest player to resign or exactly. not resign, but extend. But you know what? All focus right now is going to be at second base and the Astros like defense. And so introducing your starting second baseman, Mauricio Dubon, he's the better defender, even though Hensley has got the better bat. They're probably going to go, especially opening day. I think we talked about that earlier, but uh, we'll see how much he's able to hit. I know, uh, we'll probably have to talk about this more in the next show, but uh, this is going to be definitely an interesting lineup. You'll see Mauricio Dubon probably hitting eighth or ninth in this Astros lineup, but I think that that's what the Astros are going to go with for now, and um, we'll see what happens from there. So um, anything else, Britt? No, I just think um, I think we covered it all. Um, the absurdity of a three-hour, six-minute game. I think the world is going to end now, and I don't think I'm going to sleep well because of it. Joking. But thank you all for tuning in to Locked on Astros. Remember, we're your team every day. Check us out at Constellation Field or Minute Maid Park this week. We'd love to see you. We'd love to talk with you. Um, remember, we're your team every day. Always positive. Always Stros. And we'll talk to you tomorrow. And good Stros.